Hey y'all, this is Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I am your host, Andrew, and I am here to let you know that the show's starting. Um, before we get started, how about you reach out to me sometime? You can do that through any social media platform at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. You can also find me by email at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to me with your topics, questions, concerns, reads, feedback. Maybe you want to just curse me, clean the fuck out because I talked about how I don't like the movie fucking Bloodsport and you love it. Whichever you prefer, do it. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. You're going to have a limit of curse words though. Stop at 15 because after the 15th curse word, I'm not reading anymore. I hope to hear from you guys. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for tuning in each week. Without you, this is impossible. So please make sure if you enjoy this podcast to give it a five-star or 30-star rating, whatever platform you're listening on, comment and share it. Let's get the show started. Hey, y'all. So it's Akane Sunomori. It's time to get this show started. Um, I hope you're all having a great day. I hope you're having a great day, night, weekend, outer space trip, wherever you're listening to this at. Maybe the world has officially collapsed because of the Rona. And if that's the case and I have gone missing, don't try to come and find me. Assume that I'm either gone or that I don't want to be found. Um, And you'll hear from me in a week again. Maybe I'm in Alaska which I would really like to be in. So that's a later discussion, though. Um, I hope you all are having a great week again. It's week four of quarantine for me. Um, So I'm going a little crazy in my apartment, but I have found things to do. I officially know that there are 242 individual floorboards on my floor. Um, I also know that I have exactly 97 tiles in my bathroom that are octagon shaped and 104 that are square shaped. Um, so yeah, you know, I've been getting big things done, doing the hard work here. (laughs) Uh, so I said I'm a Kane Sunomori because I have a reason. And I've talked about this before in past episodes. I am an anime junkie. Um, I have an addiction to anime. It is a problem and it is one that I am not willing to address until I feel it's necessary. Um, So until the point that I end up in my bedroom surrounded by Hot Pockets and bottles of Coca-Cola from binge watching every single anime ever created, I don't have a problem. And I'm not even there yet. I only have two Hot Pockets next to me. So... No cause for concern, people. Um, But the reason why I started talking about anime, psychopaths, and all that, Rona is continuing to still change our world. I mean, it's not like it's brand new to people. We're all experiencing this together. But for my people out there who happen to be anime junkies, sci-fi nerds, or I say it with the most respect I can because it always puts a weird image in my head. The people who do think about conspiracy theories, now is your chance to actually see a theory in an animated version. 
of what the world could end up being or possibly could head to. And it's kind of happening in a way that we're seeing now. So what I want to get to, a couple of things that just stuck out to me just through the week that I heard and then ended up researching. One of the first things is in the Chinese, I want to say it's a town, but it could be a providence of Guangzhou. Um, A lot of people are being left homeless amid the rising xenophobia that China has right now for the coronavirus. Now, first, I just want to think about it. And when it comes to xenophobia, xenophobia, um, which I will get the definition for, so I actually say it correctly, but... When I think of xenophobia and how it's actually uh, acted out, the phrase Chinese virus um, and having a dislike for people from a different country. Um, So like that term of Chinese virus that we've been hearing going around, that's a xenophobic phrase because it's putting something deadly like Corona as only coming from China. Now, there's actually not documented proof of where the virus actually came from because it kind of just appeared for us at this point once they were actually able to figure out what was killing people. So to say that it could have only originated in China is not a factual statement because the epidemiology, we don't know how it all began. Um, But to bring it up, the xenophobia that's happening in China, and when you think about xenophobia again, we've been hearing xenophobia on the American side of Asian people being attacked, Asian people being insulted because they cough or sneeze in public, and all of a sudden the assumption is they're having the coronavirus and they're spreading it. Um, China, the country that a lot of the idiotic videos we've seen online in America for xenophobia has their own xenophobia problem. So what's happening in Guangzhou is the African community that lives there are being kicked out of their homes. Um, They're being assaulted. They're being refused service for food and other things. They're being banned from going into places. They're being turned away from hotels. Their landlords are evicting them right away as soon as they don't pay their rent. And they're doing that because in Guangzhou and some regions of China outside of Guangzhou, they believe that it was the Africans in their country or state or city where they were living who brought COVID-19 to them. So with that happening, they're starting to act out and the xenophobia is like a wave. It really is. It can stem from one person and jump to the next very easily because xenophobia is based in fear. Fear is based in ignorance and ignorance generates violence. Um, And that's exactly what's happening right now. Now, their president, Xi Jinping, um, he is urging authorities to carefully watch imported things that are coming into the country to help limit the spread of the virus. But from all the research that I did, there was no actual statement from their president about Africans being attacked and kicked out of their homes, Um, which is just just crazy. It's just crazy. I don't understand it. Um, Just to understand just how big of an effect this can generate or actually get to, In Guangzhou alone, there are 320,000 Africans who live in that region. 
So imagine it, the horrible thing that can happen. Let's say all 320,000 of these African people are kicked out of homes, hotels, businesses, and jobs, and have no place to go, have no money to get back home. Now we've created a problem that's going to generate an immigration issue. And then on top of that, these people are going to be continually attacked and assaulted. And there's going to be tons of xenophobic hate crimes that occur. Um, whew, I just went on a little bit of rant. Sorry about that. But I say all of that to bring it back full spectrum to me bringing up the anime psychopaths and what's happening in China and in our world right now. Now, in Wuhan, where the virus is thought to have originated. Um, I don't know if it has solid proof yet, but I'm just going to say it's allegedly originated in Wuhan. There, the world is opening back up. People who were on quarantine for almost 72 days for some people have finally been able to come out of their homes, go back to some of the daily activities like shopping, walking in a park, just getting some fresh air outside of their homes. And for that to happen, they have processes that are occurring where there are different checkpoints where you will go to when you're outside. You have to scan it with your phone so it documents your location, which then that is fed into a server for the authorities to monitor. And then their police are wearing visors that can read people's body temperatures from a distance, and they can scan a group of people easily to pull out the people who have higher body temperatures. They're also doing physical scans with thermometers, uh, the forehead thermometers that kind of look like a weird stapler. They look like a stapler to me, um, but they're doing that as well. Now, in the anime psychopaths, every citizen is monitored from where they go, what they do, and how they interact with the world. There are scanners and sensors all over their city in Japan of where this anime takes place that reads people's hue or their color of their psychopaths, which is supposed to evaluate their mental state. The darker the color, the worse the person. Think about it with the visors and scanners. They're pulling out people whose hue of their temperature that is being read out because those are people who are affecting who could possibly infect society or affect other people in a negative manner. The negative manner here would be coronavirus. So that's just the first correlation I have there. The second correlation I have there is your psychopath, once it gets clouded and dark and you're considered a bad person, you lose your freedoms, you lose your liberties. You can't travel, you might get locked up, you might be executed on the street because they're like, nope, this person's not fit for society. Before the coronavirus even happened, there was talk and actual practice put in place in China for people to have a social credit score. And what that meant, and I talked about it in the past, was based on your social credit score of you not breaking the law, being a good citizen, contributing to society, that would determine possible housing opportunities, your ability to travel, the amount of money you can make, and et cetera, et cetera. Back to the real world now. Once the world starts opening back up again and they're going to have these measures in place like they already have in Wuhan, we don't know what the rest of the world's plan is, but we're going to need the ability to know who's not infected, who's not an asymptomatic carrier, who is infected, who is 
symptomatic. We need to be able to document that so people feel safe in their social structure. So this could be an ability for a time to create a system that works in a way like a psychopath system. All right. I just talked in circles. I probably only have one person who understands any of what I just said. The main point of it is, is there's going to be a lot more monitoring of our daily activities, not in a conspiracy theory kind of way. Please don't think I'm running off the cliff. I'm not running off the edge of the earth. I do not believe the earth is flat. What I'm saying is there is going to be a change in our norm of us having to report or knowing that the people standing next to you are not endangered by you and you're not endangering them. Um, The movie Contagion, if you've had a chance to watch it, it's a great little flick. Uh, It's got Matt Damon in it and it's about a virus that is infecting the world and people are dying and they don't know how to stop it. They don't know what to do because they couldn't create a cure. And then the world shuts down. It literally shuts down. And for people to get back when the world was recovering at that point, they did a lottery system on who gets the vaccine. I think it was based on birth date or birth year or something. And then from there, they gave the people who got the vaccine a wristband and they scan that wristband wherever you go um, outside of your house after the quarantine, essentially what they had ended. And if you don't have one of the bands, you need to stay in your home. Just think about that. I'm not going to run off the edge of the cliff with this one because it could go on for days of theories and conspiracies of what could happen at that point. But we're going to see an ever-changing world. Um, Which, in a way, I got to admit, y'all, I am quite excited for it. Because imagine if every fuckboy got a band that identified them as a fuckboy meeting the fuckboy criteria. It would be so easy to hook up with somebody at that point because you could just be like, oh, show me your band. Ooh, you got that green. You're a a financial fuckboy. Damn, I think I'm going to back off from you. Or you see another one and you're like, oh, you got pink. So you are a relationship fuckboy. Okay, I know what I'm dealing with here. Let's just keep this to the hookup and I'm not listening to any of your sweet nothings bullshit about how you love me. I think that could be a pretty feasible thing to have. Um, I'd like to hear what you guys have to say if you would support that idea. Do you want to know the person that you're interacting with is a fuckboy before they show you the fuckboy tendencies? Or do you want to just find out as a relationship goes? I know some people out there are like, no, I want him to show me himself. I don't want it to be given to me, documented on a piece of paper with proof that he spent two nights at a hotel with his baby's mom when he told me he was at the hospital with his brother. If you can't tell, very specific situation. (laughs) Um, So... I don't know. That's just one update that I was seeing. And it's crazy to hear that in China, black people are even discriminated against there when it comes to something like this. It's just crazy. It's the one thing that I have to say when it comes to this whole virus thing is for the scientists, it does matter where it starts for 
us who are people who are not scientists, who are not trying to research how to stop this disease, you're only creating a problem the more you spread fear and essentially hate. Because now that's going to affect so many more people. Just think about it. Even if these African people that are being kicked out of their homes have the coronavirus, now you've taken them from a quarantine situation in a controlled space and they're just out on the street. So no matter what, you can't justify kicking these people out. Um, I haven't seen or read any reports of this happening yet in America, but I don't think it's too far gone for what can happen in America. Our country is slightly trash. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting even sugarcoated. We are not the best country in the world. Um, another thing that I did end up finding, and this one kind of stuck out to me, CNN reported it. And this is coming from the CNN business. And what they reported on is that the coronavirus may be affecting our meat supply here in the United States. So one of the country's largest pork processing facilities is actually closing until further notice as employees have fallen ill with COVID-19. This closure alone of one of the Smithfield plants, um, because it's Smithfield, and if you're not familiar with Smithfield, they do like hams, um... I think they actually do all meats, too. But I know, like, Smithfield hams, especially on holidays, those are big. People always get them. I think they're in that, like, purple or gold foil. Um, But they operate a plant, and this plant here is actually closing down until further notice because they don't want to spread the coronavirus, one, to their employees, and then also affect their product, which people are going to be eating. This facility is in South Dakota, um, Sioux Falls. And it employs about 3,700 people. Just think about that. 3,700 people more are essentially without a job. They don't know when their business is going to open back up. Um, And I know all the disparaging and sad things that we hear on the news about it. Damn. And now here's also the major problem. Bacon is probably going to be $20 for a pack of bacon. Um, and if you like pork chops, girl, buy, forget about it. They're probably going to be $40 for center cut. <laughs> I'm just exaggerating, but it's one of those things. You start to see these markers and red flags of things that could happen. Now, because this report was on CNN, it's going to make me wonder how many people actually saw this, how many people are being aware of it. How many people are only going to read the single headline from it and then post it on social media without actually going through the fact that there are reasons why this facility closed down. The fact that 240 of their 3,700 employees have actually gotten sick and then 430 actively have cases, which that means they could be sick but haven't been tested or have been tested and came back positive. Um, so it's just one of those things. It's kind of the ripple effect that happens. But now if a bunch of people saw this, I mean, we saw the rush on toilet paper. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a rush on bacon, bacon bits, pork chops, sausages, and other things that have the good old swine in it. And I hope y'all don't go out there and act crazy. I do not want to see fights over 
Nathan's hot dogs, which by the way, Nathan's hot dogs are delicious. Um, they're not paying me to say that, but they are damn good. But I just get the feeling we're going to see videos of people like clean, clocking each other in the face for a pack of pig feet. And if you're punching for pig feet, that is, that's it. That's the name of this episode. So if you're punching for pig feet out there, <laughs> or if you are molly whopping for the good old hog moss, molly whopping for the moss, I'm going to not, I'm going to stop because I can make these all night long. But if you're out there doing that, just know that somebody's going to record you and then you're going to be on the internet known as pork chop patty, like just busting bitches in the face for these foods. Um, I hope and pray that the people who are losing their jobs and are out of work are actually able to maintain and get by. Um, which also I want to give an update of another thing that's happening right now. Uh, I want to say it was Sam Adams. I'll have to find it and post it online. But one of the breweries, they are actually offering $1,000 to restaurant, bar workers, bartenders, bar backs. If you work in a bar and you've been there for at least three months and you're a full-time employee... Um, they actually have a website where you can fill out an application. And if you qualify, they will send you a $1,000 check or deposit that into your bank account to help out with bills for people who are out of work, especially restaurant workers, because we know re- the service industry is getting hit the hardest. And if you didn't know, 90% of America, and I think that's just me estimating, but it was an article I read years ago, almost 90% of what we do or the jobs that we have are service jobs. They're service industry jobs. Not really textile, um, not uh, industrial. It's really service work that we do. So tons of service workers have just been left out in the cold and it's just getting worse. The last check for unemployment that I saw was 18 million people applying so far. Um, So we're going to make it through. We are going to get back to the normal. It's going to happen and we're going to be good. Um, I do not have an update about the tiger that got coronavirus. I have to hopefully find more stories about it, but I don't have an update for that tiger. I do hope that the tiger is doing okay because tigers are just beautiful. They're cats with three inch teeth that can rip your face off, but then they'll also rub against you and purr all at the same time. So cute. It's like, just cute. It's like dating an obsessed crazy bottom. When you're dating a bottom who is just like so damaged that they can't move on, it's like dating a tiger. Because as soon as they get cute with you and you're like, oh, baby, I love you. You're so sweet and I'll never leave you. The next thing you know, they have slashed the tires to your car. Not speaking from personal experience, but speaking from a third party perspective of watching it happen to somebody I know. Um, But what we're going to do. Take a little break here, make a little coin, make a little drink, and I shall be back. All right, y'all. I have returned, for good or worse. Uh, I hope you're still sticking with me through this one. So I want to talk about something that is in the news. I'm pretty sure if you watch the news, you've seen it. And no, I'm not just talking about Rona. Um, I'm actually talking about 
the effect of what's happening for Black Americans. Um, so in the beginning, when <laughs> God created the sun and earth, no, I don't think that's what it was. I don't know the Bible, so I'm not going to quote it because I guarantee I'm going to quote it wrong. And then someone's going to come and say, you are a fucking blasphemer. You didn't quote the Bible right. And then I'm going to say, girl, look at my Facebook page. There's nothing ho- holy here. So, um, but for the beginning of the period of time where the coronavirus started, um, I remember seeing tons of memes and stuff online about, oh, black people aren't getting it. Black people can't get it. Black people can't get it. Black people can get it, obviously. But I'm um, in the news lately. There's been all this uh, noise, which I love, about how black people are being hammered twice as hard by this pandemic than white people and other people of color in this situation. Um, At this point, this should not be a surprise to anybody and it shouldn't have been a surprise to anybody when they first realized it, that Black people are going to suffer twice as hard from a pandemic than the other demographics. So things to take into account when it comes to this and when it comes to Black people in epidemics and pandemics that are happening. Think about how our world works. The way our world works here in the United States. A majority of the people who are using public transportation are people of color and overwhelmingly black people. On top of that, the people who are working a lot of the first level service jobs that require them to interact with other people on a physical and social non-distance platform happens to be people of color, people of low income, and Black people. So right there, we already have two factors that are major contributors to infection when it comes to this virus. Public transportation. You're crammed onto dirty, most of the time, unclean vehicles, buses, subways, those kinds of things. Um, You're also going to be stuck next to a lot of people because a lot of people use these services. So you're not having your six feet apart. Also in that same space, you're going to be sitting there not knowing if somebody is infected and not with a way to protect yourself properly if they are. So then the opposite side of it, we've got the people who work on the front lines of the service industry those people, they're interacting with people who may not know that they have it or who know they have it, but know that they need to get food, toilet paper, and other items back into their home. So they have no choice. They have to go out into public. And maybe they're trying to be careful to not infect other people. But on some level, that exposure, there's things that we cannot prevent from happening. So that's another factor to take into place. Now, The other side of this that is hammering Black people twice as hard, Black people make up a majority of the people who live below the poverty line in the United States. When you're below the poverty line, that means you don't have the money or the facilities to just stay hauled up in your house all of the time. You know, for someone who's making six figures, 
when they say, oh, it's quarantine, okay, I'm going to go buy a good two, $3,000 groceries knowing I have everything in my house and I don't have to leave because it's all right here. Someone who's living paycheck to paycheck, who is on that front, front line, who is below the poverty line, they're going to have to make more trips. They're going to have to be out more frequently, and that's even more exposure risk for those individuals. So when I've been seeing these reports online and uh, the sense of urgency that's behind them, which I truly appreciate because it's nice to see that it's actually being broadcasted that Black people are affected by this twice as hard as others. Um, It's great to see that there's awareness being brought to it, but it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody, or at least how that's how I feel. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because HIV has been destroying the African-American community since it began. Um, We know that Black people are far more likely to die from HIV and AIDS in America than any other population. That's due to the lack of education, the lack of resources, and the lack of treatment and offering of treatment in their areas because those things don't always exist in predominantly Black neighborhoods. Um, The other part of it is that if you look at other scenarios, one, the crack epidemic. The crack epidemic happened. It wasn't really cared for because it was Black people. So it was just like, oh, lock them up, throw away the key. So we have that stigma already of this was an epidemic of a disease, a different type of disease. Drug addiction is a disease. But because it was happening to a majority of Black people and the other races were not affected, it got pushed off to the side. And then it ultimately turned out to just be bad for everybody. That's kind of what's happening here in the scenario. Thank goodness there's coverage about it, but there haven't been major solutions implicated yet. Um, you know, the stimulus check that's coming out, the 1200 bucks, great. 1200 bucks after we're all out of quarantine, oh yay, I can make sure I have things paid for. I'm not going to complain about getting the money, but it's not actually feasible or useful to the people who are still paycheck to paycheck, the people who still have to go to food pantries, the people who still don't have the facilities to maintain their life out of this $1,200 check. That $1,200 check could have been the biggest check that they've received in the last two years. So it seems like a great idea. I hope it goes well, but who knows? It's just these things that occur when it comes to health and people in the Black community Um, there's a quote in the article that I read and it really speaks to what it is to be different during this pandemic. And the quote in the speech, it goes exactly like this. Well, the speech, I'm sorry, the CNN article is when whites catch a cold, black folks get pneumonia. Um, I don't know if this quote is from the actual author of the piece or the writer of the piece. I will have to research it and post that again as well. Um, But it speaks volumes because it's the truth. When something does happen as far as a pandemic or a disease, it is the poorest people and a lot of times typically black people who suffer the most. 
It's what happens. I mean, HIV and AIDS, that's one thing right here. Coronavirus, that's another thing. Um, just thinking about all the disparities of the things that the Black community is already facing just to survive and then to be ravaged by this virus and not have the means to escape it are so terrible. Um, one of the things that I did see, and this happened to be for African Americans and Black people who are living in project buildings, um, really overpacked high-rise buildings that <clears throat> are built is that once one person in that environment gets infected, the rate of transmission is so much easier because there are so many people packed into one place. I mean, if you look at some of the average high-rise project buildings that are out there, even a few of the ones that we have here where I'm at in upstate New York, there's about 300 families living in them. And each apartment's maybe about a thousand square feet and the hallways are narrow and small and there's maybe three elevators for people to use. So you're going to have all of this traffic and all of this confined space. It just takes one person being infected to start it spreading right through the buildings, which is so scary to think of. Uh, so with that being said, um, another thing that I do want to talk about, and this is something that is affecting black people on a large scale is HIV. HIV and how it's relating to the coronavirus. So we've heard on the news that the coronavirus, it is affecting people. A lot of the deaths occur from people who are very young and people who are about 50 and above. Um, and I'm just approximating there. So one group of people that I have thought about personally because I belong to this group of people are people who are HIV positive. So being HIV positive is a health condition that can impair your immune system. Again, HIV affects more black people than any other community that is in America. So these are people who already have a weakened immune system. We know that the coronavirus is dangerous for people who have weakened or impaired immune systems. So the fact that a majority of the people who make up HIV positive patients or HIV positive individuals in America are black people, a second wave of death could be coming for them. Now, I say a second wave of death, it sounds very dramatic. It's not meant to sound that way because being HIV positive does not mean that you are unhealthy. Being HIV positive does not mean that you're automatically going to die if you get the coronavirus. That's not how it works. You can still be healthy and have a healthy immune system as long as you are taking care of yourself followed by the way that your doctor recommends. So if you're taking HIV medications, you want to make sure that you're taking those medications every day, even more now, so that way your immune system stays intact. You want to make sure that you are taking your precautions, just like we all are, of hand washing, not touching your face. You know what? You might want to glove up. Put some gloves on. Put on a mask when you go out in public just to be safe. It's better to be safe than it is to be sorry, especially in a situation where we know that people who have impaired or affected immune systems can have a very hard time with this virus. And also take into account HIV is not curable and neither is the coronavirus. So we have two incurable situations here and it could be a very bad mashup that happens. Now, 
I'm just giving you the information that I have researched myself. I am not a scientist and I am not a doctor. So if you would like information in front of this from an actual doctor, I would suggest listening to Dr. Sanjay Gupta's podcast on the coronavirus. It's called Coronavirus Fact Versus Fiction. It is on Apple Podcasts and it's on other pop uh, platforms. Again, not getting paid, but Dr. Sanjay Gupta, not only could you pay me, you could take me out for a date and I'd be all about it. Um, but that's actual resources from a doctor who's using proven methods in actual science and science journals in his podcast to talk about the real things that you have to worry about with the coronavirus and the bad things. I'm sorry, and the fake things that you have nothing to worry about. All right, so that's all I want to get on when it comes to Miss Rona and what she's doing out here in the world right now because she's living her best life. Um, Miss Rona has gotten a new pair of shoes. You can't tell her anything because those shoes are beautiful and they're red bottom. So she's going to be out here doing her thing and doing whatever she wants to do. We kind of just got to adjust and live with it. Um, Which, living with this right now, let's talk about it because I have a situation to share. So I love Black people because I have seen some of the most creative face masks ever in history on all of the socials. One, I saw a guy, he took a Hawaiian punch container and cut it so specifically so he can fit it over his head and it completely covers his eyes and his mouth, can't touch his own face and he's making sure nobody can breathe on him. Now, I don't know how effective that is at preventing a virus that is airborne, but it was great to see. Another one that I saw, a guy duct taped plastic bags and garbage bags together, made a whole hazmat suit, and then for the head covering, got a Tupperware container and made sure to seal it as airtight as he could possibly get it on top of his head. So good. I am loving seeing these. Now I've seen the tam- not tampons, the pads being made into masks, cute little bandanas. Um, I've seen some really cute ones. And I'm talking about these because if you haven't seen the show Watchmen, Watchmen is a great TV show. It's about uh, comic book characters. And I'm not going to give it away, but all of the law enforcement people and the bad guys wear masks. And they're all wearing masks to protect their identity. So everybody has these cool little different masks. One guy's mask is like all shimmery and he calls himself, I think, Mirror. And then there's uh, one of the main characters. She has a mask that part of it's painted on and part of it is material that covers her face. And I just love it because all these masks are so different. So I want to see people's personalities on their mask now. I'm going to find some masks that have like pokeballs on them or just like random things. I even saw one person's mask, which I loved it. It was a Game of Thrones mask. And if there's a House Lannister mask, I am getting it. Because Lannister is the best house. I dare anybody to debate me on it. And if you can debate me on it successfully, which I know you won't, I will pour you a glass of water. That's all I can offer y'all today. The liquor's in short supply, so I'm saving all of the liquors. 
<laughs> but y'all, I just wanted to stop in just for a little bit, just to chat and have a little fun. Um, there's some new great projects coming up for me in the future, and you'll be getting filled in about them more and more and more as we go. Um, but this is going to be great. So y'all stay safe out there. Thank you for listening. I always say it. I can't do this without you. And I hope you truly enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, I hope you just troll me online. Troll the shit out of me. Maybe I'll say something so fucking stupid one day. It'll turn into a meme or something. Who knows? I look forward to it. I look forward to all of us getting back to our lives like normal. And I hope to hear from y'all. So enjoy your night. Enjoy your day, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your enjoyment time of enjoying the world. And I'll talk to you again next week.